0: Hello, everybody. Welcome into another edition of Head Coach U. I am Brian Fisher, and I'm joined in just a second here by Bronco Mendenhall, former BYU and Virginia head coach who, like so many members of the college football community this week, were rocked by the news on Sunday night that three football players at the University of Virginia were shot and killed, tragically, in an incident there on the grounds. Receiver, Devin Chandler, Jr. from Huntersville, North Carolina, transferred into the program from Wisconsin. Receiver Lavelle Davis, Jr., a junior from Dorchester, South Carolina, and linebacker Deshaun Perry, a junior from Miami. Now, fellow student Marley Morgan and and junior running back Mike Collins were also shot in the attack. Morgan, uh, according to reports, has been discharged from the hospital. And uh, Mike Collins is doing well after two surgeries. Uh, a recent family statement even said that he is up and, and walking around. So uh, continued and speedy recovery to them both. Now, Cavaliers, understandably, have canceled their game this week against Coastal Carolina. But the school is going to hold a memorial for all three players on Saturday in Charlottesville at 3.30 Eastern. You can watch that live on the ACC Network. But uh, in, in talking with Bronco, you know we wanted to kind of celebrate uh, the three, three players as well. Um, with some stories uh, about who they were and, and really the impact that they made far beyond the football field. So, uh, to introduce several of the coaches that that knew them and 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 have some great stories to tell about them, um, I'm going to turn it over to Bronco here, who can lead our discussion.
1: Okay, so it's uh, it's under really unique and challenging circumstances that we're we're here tonight for our listeners and and viewers. Um, I've never experienced anything like this in in my life um, I don't really have a frame of reference or a reference point to to compare it to uh, the the young men that have just passed away um, we we as a coaching staff have been immersed in their lives from from the selection and assessment and bringing them to UVA to Onboarding them to all the way um, a- until just recently, and and our relationships have been galvanized with them in a way that just, even as I've been talking to reporters this week, I, I can't ar- I can't articulate really what what and who they are and to what depth we're connected. And so I I thought um, for for this evening, I've invited uh, members of my previous coaching staff, and these are the guys that worked with. Um, the young men that have passed away. Um, so as listeners, you can hear who who these young men really are and were and the impact they had on us as a coaching staff. And I'm hopeful that, that this can be a, a powerful um, testimonial and memorial to their families that they'll be able to have moving forward um, and just hopefully another a uh, positive thing that reflects on the impact these kids have had, and in this unique uh, world of of college athletics and and higher education now, and some of the things that come with that. And so, uh, on the screen for those that are just listening. Um, Nick Howell, who was the former defensive coordinator at the University of Virginia. And Nick and I have been together a long, long time. Mark Ottiwaiya just joined. He's currently coaching at Washington State. He was the running backs coach at Virginia. Nick is now at Vanderbilt as the defensive coordinator. Kelly Papinga um, was the linebackers coach here at Virginia and is now at Boise State. Um, Matt Edwards is on, who was our senior analyst at UVA. and um, is, is now working into, um, um, in analytics uh, with another firm. And Charles Mack is is still at uh, the University of Virginia as a graduate assistant, and Drew Meyer, a special teams uh, analyst with the University of Virginia. And there'll be others coming and going as this dialogue goes on. Um, the other coaching staff members are at, at different institutions, and they're getting ready for games. And, and uh, I have appointments with, with family members of of these kids right after this is over, and and so we're we're all managing the the very best we can. Um, but I, I think I'd, I'll just start uh, by sharing. One of the most difficult things for me has been um, to have to have heard this devastating and and tragic news, and to not be there. And the distance has magnified the grief. I think is is how I would say that. And maybe. Um, it's hard to know where to go with it or what to do with it um, because there's the kids aren't there to hug and the parents aren't there to hug and the staff members that I've grown so close to that are on the screen um, aren't there. And so the, I think that's, that's been one of the most challenging, challenging things to, to experience. Um, So I think that I'll, I'll I'll just start with uh, Kelly Papinga. And so Kelly, um, Coach Deshaun Perry, the three young men that have passed away, uh, Deshaun Perry played linebacker for us. Uh, Lavelle Davis played wide receiver. And Coach Hagans is still at the University of Virginia, and he's currently in a counseling session with his current players as they're grieving and and trying to sort things out. And um, and otherwise, he would be on. Uh, um and, and then we'll hear from uh, Mark Otawaya in a moment as well, as uh, Michael Hollins was injured, um, uh, but is still um, still living um, and, and making progress. And so Devin Chandler was also a wide receiver uh, as well. And and we'll pass on as many things as we can about not only the process, but just who these kids were. So um, Kelly, if you want to maybe start us on what it's been like for you and and just um, yeah, we'll go from there.
2: Yeah. No, I appreciate this, uh, opportunity to be able to be here with everybody. And, uh, man, it's been just like you said, coach, like for me, the hardest thing is just not being able to be there with people I love and care about to go, um, you know, mourn with those who are mourning and try to comfort those that need comfort. And that's, that's, I think a part of the grieving process and that's been the hardest part for me just being away from everything and not just, and just not being there and it's tough. That part's been the toughest thing. And, you know, I, um, I look back at, I was just thinking about this when I was driving home from work today of just Deshaun and just how long I've known him. I didn't really, you know, you think I coached him for three years, but then you think back to the recruiting process and I was just telling Nick this, I, I started recruiting Deshaun when he was a sophomore in high school. And just you forget about all the phone calls and all the text messages and all the trips down to Miami, watching them play basketball and watching them play football. And, and there's just this, you know, probably five, five and a half year period of relationship building that happens. And, uh, and so, yeah, you grow really, really close to these kids, not just through the game of football, but just through building relationships to help them understand why the university of Virginia could be a great place for them. And so, I just kinda that just dawned on me. You just saw the time I spent with his family, you know, in in home visits and, you know, on their on their official visit and when they came to games and it's just you just built these relationships over time and, you know, that makes it, you know, that much harder. But as I, you know, started reflecting on just my relationship with Deshaun and the type of person he was or who he is, is that Deshaun had the purest heart. That's the thing that always stood out to me about Deshaun is he just was very open-minded about everything. You know, this guy from Wyoming, me this guy <laughs> from Miami and his whole family putting trust in, in myself and our coaching staff. And uh, he just was just the purest hearted kid. And I remember when my wife and kids first met him, when we had him over to our house for the first time, I remember him walking out of the house and my mom or my wife was like, man, he is the, the sweetest kid. And just, you know, once you get to know Deshaun and you see him on the football field that, you know, that switch is that we all know that switch can flip a little bit and you can get a little, get a little crazy at times. But, um, but man, the best um, memories I have of, of uh, Deshaun is just at my home mm-hmm. and uh, being over at my house for Christmas, for two Christmases in 2019 and 2021, and just being able to have those moments of spending Christmas with your players and him being there. And I remember his mom sending me a big long text message about how grateful she was that, he was in a home and being able to have, you know, sit around a Christmas tree and being able to have Christmas dinner. And, you know, those memories are just, you know, I think about them now and I look at the pictures and I just, man, I, I love them. They bring me peace and joy and happiness. And, and, uh, and the other night, probably the thing that touched me the most was when, uh, I told my, I had to tell my girls what had happened and, uh, Hattie, who's my, um, uh, She's my um, third girl. And the memory she had of Deshaun was when he was at our house, just he always played the piano. And so it did, I don't think Deshaun could read music. He did it all on just playing by ear and just got on the piano and just started rolling. And Hattie would sit right next to her or right next to him and he would just play away. And that's what she said the other night As I remember Deshaun him playing piano and how that brought me, how I loved it. And it brought me peace and, uh, pretty awesome to just, you know, have that experience with your daughter. Now that's how she's remembering this young man and uh, pretty talented dude to be able to just get on a piano and just start playing away. And, uh, every time without fail, he'd get on a piano and uh, just start going and, uh, pretty awesome to be able to have that, those memories with him. And then also be able to share those with our kids and, you know, my heart breaks for all those involved. And, you know, I don't think I've prayed more my whole entire life just to have people, you know, in Virginia, Drew and Charles and 2J and those guys that have been right there with those players just to be able to provide them the peace and comfort and hope that they need. And, uh, you know, I know it's even tougher for those dudes because they've been right on it from the very beginning. But... I know we've all been there too with them and just, uh, man, I just love those kids. They have a special place in my heart, those Virginia kids and, and, uh, Deshaun Perry, you know, just, just a special, special person and will always have an impact on my life. And, and, uh, yeah, just uh, appreciate this opportunity to be able to to speak that and, uh, be able to just kind of get that out there a little bit. It, it helps with the process a little bit.
1: I, I found that as well as, uh, Talk, talking out loud, but more importantly, talking to people to understand. And um, not many people understand what it's like to be on a coaching staff and on a team and the depth of those relationships. And and um, yeah, it, it really helps. Um, so again, for our listeners, that was Kelly Papinga, and he, he coached the linebacker Deshaun Perry uh, on and and so and Nick was. And had a chance to work with Deshaun. Also, I think we'll just stay speaking about Deshaun for a little bit and then maybe we'll just kind of go one by one. So, uh, for the rest of you, uh, Jason Beck just joined. He's our quarterback's coach at Virginia now at Syracuse. And Garrett Tujay, mm-hmm. our offensive line coach at UVA, who's still the offensive line coach, he just joined as well. So, I'm going to uh, move it to Nick re- regarding Deshaun. And then, the rest of you, any thoughts that you have regarding Deshaun when Nick's done? And we'll just kind of um, move that way.
3: Uh, uh, <clears throat> you know, just good to hear Kelly share his experiences of Deshaun and, you know, brought back a lot of memories to me as well. Um, you know, I remember when he came on his official visit with his family, I remember sitting at your home coach when um, they were doing the horse riding and being around his his parents and being around his sister. And, you know, as you do that and you assess and, you know, guys are coming into the program. You just try to get to know their families and see where they come from. And you just knew Deshaun came from a really, really good home, that he was raised really well. And, you know, his parents were awesome people. His sister was so supportive. Um, you know, what I remember about Deshaun, he came into, you know, Kelly, your group was, like, just really a strong group with, with Charles and, and Peace and Noah and all those guys and, you know. We work hard, and I just remember him being a really hard worker. And, you know, when we redid the McHugh after uh, COVID, you know, Kel, your room was the – you had all the backers and um, that big defensive staff room you guys were in there. I just – daily, you know, you guys had your time and your place in there, and I always just loved coming in there. And, you know, there was, you know, seven to ten guys in there just – You know, these kids come to college and they have these dreams and these goals and they just go after them. And Deshaun was one of those guys, but he was in there daily, you know, just learning. And there was that camaraderie of those guys joking and laughing and going over blitz patterns or some check or whatever, but always there. You know, I know I talked to Peace this week and um, Peace had a special relationship with Deshaun and just watching Chris mentor him. um, I remember... You know, his relationship with Charles and the, the closeness that those guys had. And that was special to watch um, from a personal perspective. Just watching Deshaun inspired me because he came into a competitive group and it didn't go easy for him. And he always tried. But I, I just remember him being a worker. You, you remember the tour of duties that we had, like I would remember that dude just being drenched with sweat. Of, of how hard he he worked, man. And he didn't say a lot on the field. He didn't, um, you know, as, as a coach as well, you, you learn a lot about these kids. And, and I think that a sign of toughness as a football player is like the guys that are prone to physical toughness. There's a, there's a characteristic. <laughs> about those dudes. And, uh, you know, that tough mindedness is, is displayed through can be just dis- displayed in football through physicality. And he was one of those guys. Um, you know, we remember, you know, we have our text thread and there, he'll be remembered for that play at, at uh, against Abilene Christian where he had that pick. You know, uh, that that was a, that was a great play by him. And to watch his teammates, you know, I watched Marky, you're uh, you know, the raps and stuff, that that class was like, you know, the summer when you had to go check on those boys at the at the dorms. You know, that was the first sign that that class was like pretty tight and Deshaun was right in the middle of that thing. Um, and I, I just watched I, – I pulled that film up and, you know, I watched Chase Chalmers go embrace him. I watched, um Jake DeWeese, they're chasing him down. And those guys, you know, mostly scout team guys were just – you know, they loved Deshaun as a teammate. He was a great teammate. Um, kind of the last memory, you know, I work here with, with Kirko, who's a UVA guy, you know, played for us as well. And, you know, Kirk and I have had been able to lean on each other. And, you know, we pulled up some tape, Kelly, of that uh, Georgia Tech game. You know, that game <laughs> went from, you know, the offense and defense are never really close to each other during the game <laughs> You know, I turned and looked at 2Js, like, are we going to win this sucker, man, at the end after those onside kicks and stuff. But there was a, a point at the end of that game, and I told Kirkle, let's pull this up, and there was about the last 10 plays of the game. And we put Deshaun in there to rush the quarterback, and, man, he he, he tried his tail off, man. And uh, that's just who he was, like, always, always trying hard, always working hard never complaining, and just was a, was a team guy. And so that's what sticks out to me as I, as I reflect on Deshaun and just grateful for his example of just hard work and,
1: and humility. So, so Garrett, I, I think um, I'd like to, to shift to you. Um, so this is Garrett Two J, our offensive line coach um, at Virginia and currently the offensive line coach. And so uh, Garrett was, was really working, I would say, against Deshaun every day, but but also um, Garrett's perspective will be unique because while many of us have been away from these kids during this really challenging time, Garrett has been here with them. And so Garrett, I, uh, maybe just share what this has been like for you and the team and um, your family, and then maybe some thoughts on Deshaun.
4: Yeah, it's uh, <clears throat> grateful for this opportunity. Like you guys said, I think like Kelly said, the more we get to talk, talk to people that get it and understand it and are in it. I think the beautiful thing about this is it is family. And I I think sometimes people see it more as a business, but it's really family and in families, right? You get to see the good, you get to see the bad. And sometimes you even get to see the ugly, Uh, but you always come out of it with this group with love. And uh, man, Deshaun was definitely loved um, by his teammates. And, And this year for him, he went from, you know, inside backer to, to uh, a rush edge, back to inside backer and, and, and never complain. Uh, like you guys say, worked hard every day. And I think the, the best thing about Deshaun is, like, you see this, this hard kid from Miami on the outside, but, man, inside is just in, – you don't want to say misunderstood, but he's full of love and joy and passion and like Nick said, the things you look for uh, in a a young man that just embraces the grind. Um, And again, you know, uh, pretty special this this last game. He played probably the most plays he's played in his career at the University of Virginia. And uh, obviously the outcome wasn't what we wanted, but you could see a sense of peace and joy in his heart, uh, Saturday in the locker room after the game, because he was doing what he got to, what he loved to do. And um, man, he, he's he's been uh, a great inspiration for me, because uh, after you know after practice, we're battling against each other, like Coach said. And uh, he'd always come up and ask, me, "Hey man, what could I do better?" And I'm like, "Man, I'm not gonna tell you what you could do better than my guys." I'll tell you, after we get out of fall camp or, you know, after we get out of spring ball because we were competing, but he always wanted to improve. And uh, it's been really enjoyable to look at all the things that you guys have been posting. And Kelly, when you put that hymn playing the piano, man, that was that was special. And so I think the most important thing about all, all of this is that we have each other, that we lean on each other and we tell these kids daily how much we love them and appreciate them because man they're doing hard things and a lot of their peers are not and deshaun embraced that he uh he lived that so it's been uh been hard but i'll tell you that uh every chance i get i, I tell them that i talk to you guys uh, a lot and and they appreciate your love and they need your love um this community has embraced you guys from afar and appreciated your support. And it's been, it's been fun to be on the outside and and see that. And I think it's a, you know, it's a terrible tragedy. and, And as you go throughout this life, you, you hear about, oh man, there was another shooting and you stop and you pause and you pray for the people in that community. And then you go on about your day and maybe if it goes across the news screen or it hits your social media feed, you're like, oh, man, that's right. But I can tell you, man, it's indescribable being in it. And these kids need you. They need you. So I appreciate this opportunity, coach.
1: I think one of the one of the things that um, that we all feel as parents is we we all want to be needed and we all want to to have an impact and um, the world of coaching allows that in a way that is just indescribable in terms of how difficult it is but also how rewarding and um, uh, unfortunately sometimes it takes these really hard things for people to say. and and share what they really think about another person and use the word love more um, and see behind the role on the field or etc. And um, it's just, uh, it's way more fulfilling um, to embrace the entirety of a person rather than just what they do. Um, So... Coach Otawaya, uh, Mark Otawaya, is our running backs coach and is all the way in Pullman, Washington now. That's a long ways from Charlottesville. And um, has an amazing family. I'm anxious just to hear from you, Mark. And We'll go to Jason. We'll go to you next. But just what this process has been like for you, being so far away from these kids that you you care so much about. And then um, maybe speak to to Mike Collins uh, a bit after that. Sure. Uh
5: much like it's been said, I've uh, I've struggled, struggled big time since Sunday. In fact, uh, I was here at work about eight thirty or so, and uh, I, was, you know, I started making my way back home, and that's when everything started to break. And you know, now I'm calling Garrett. And I'm I'm calling others just to try to figure out what 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 was going on. Uh, you know, you hear football players and and UVA and your heart immediately turns there, and so, yeah, it's it's been difficult. It's been really difficult. I, I think uh, another narrative that's within this deal is uh, the current places that we're at. You know, the the football fraternity, as you just stated, coach. It, it's it's a it's a real thing, and uh, you know, I've been buoyed up by many here. Uh, you know like it, it's not uncommon you guys all know me my hbdi I'm I'm red as it, as can be you know and and uh I you know there's there are times in the day where I'll just stare out and start crying just because i I missed those three and I do have personal experiences with all three of them uh you know Deshaun, he, 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 many don't know but while he was uh earning his his, his keep, on defense, he actually played big back for me. He was uh, in my room, and and, and uh, he was, again, like what Garrett just said, he was, you know, kicking tail on, on, on that side. And so I said, well, why not try to find him a role uh, on my side? And, and so he was a big back for me, you know, while he was earning his keep there. Uh, Lavelle, you know, she, I'm sure Jason will speak to that, and, and then and uh, doesn't <clears> – <throat> not in any way limit or or mitigate how much I love him. Uh, I'll just let Jason speak on that. And then uh, with Devin, you know, Devin was, uh, he's from Hawaii. Uh, He, he, he was, uh, you know, when we were recruiting him before he chose Wisconsin, you know, I I was heavily involved in that with Coach Higgins because, you know, we had that connection. And, uh, and so, as as Bronco pointed out, you know we go through that whole ordeal, and he chooses there, and then uh, you know we left, and uh, you know that he chose to come back because of the the job that of showing him what 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 that was at UVA. But the places that we are right now, you know, they they've been excellent in, in doing that, and so uh, I, I just want to say, you know, to to everybody on here that the relationships that we have with these young men they aren't severed by distance nor by institutional change you know these things that we do are are we we, we give from our heart and we coach from our heart and when we do those things you know we we, we build these relationships and they're able to understand that they transcend uh, wherever we are and uh, so I'm, I'm hoping that you know, with this podcast and and everybody else that listens, and I'm sure uh, everybody that does listen are, are, are coaches or aspiring coaches that uh, try to be in this. And you know, I've learned from from Coach Men and all, and from Coach and I that you lead with your heart, and you coach from your heart, and you let these young men know that you love them, even though you're demanding, even though you and you coach them hard, they'll respond, and they'll know because that love is is genuine. And so we have these relationships with these young men. And I'm hoping that they understand when they hear this or if they, by some opportunity, get to to know that we love them and that we care for them, that these things are, are, are forever, forever made. And uh, and I hope you, Charles, and and you, Luke. I mean, uh, uh, Drew and Garrett. You can pass that on to those young men. How much we loved it. How much they they should know that there are kids too. And that uh, you know, and I might as well just say it right now, the coach. You know, uh, we're we're gonna wear – UVA gear on Saturday. All of us that are on this on this thread that are not there anymore. We're going to represent those young men at the current institutions that we're at. We're going to support the V-Sabers, the blue and, and, and orange, and let them know that they're not forgotten by us, that we love them, and that we care for them. And then all the time that we have put in and all the relationships that we've built they don't just leave because we've left and
1: I'll turn the time back to you coach I appreciate that marky and so many times uh, so- something symbolic right uh, reinforces a feeling and um, you-, you can't tell me that the- those kids when they when they see um, their former coaches at different institutions in different colors um wearing, uh, their mark that that's not going to be impactful. And, um, and it just, is, it's, an amazing gesture. Um, and I appreciate that example. We'll shift Drew and we'll go to you. Yeah, coach. It's,
6: uh, it's obviously been a really tough time for our team, for our program. Um, there's no playbook for grief and there's no, plan, there's, everyone has their own process and for a whole program, um, it's been a very difficult time for our guys, Um, you know, dealing with guys that were a part of the situation, um, dealing with guys that were barricading their doors, um, listening to police scanners, you know, hiding, um, and then as a staff, guys that are trying to be there to support um, all the prayers, all the thoughts have been extremely impactful. Um, I know it's meant a lot to our players. Um, you know, we're just trying to take one step each day. Some guys are able to take more than others, um, but grief is not linear. It's, you know, it doesn't necessarily, just because you had one good day, you're going to have another good day. I mean, it's a roller coaster ride up and down, and, and each day is its own new battle. Um, each day it's its own new challenge. Um, our young men are hanging in there, um, but it's it's been extremely difficult. These were three incredible young men. Um, I mean, Deshaun, he... Everybody loved him from his time on the scout team to special teams this year. He was really starting to evolve as a young player as a linebacker and special teams, becoming a leader in our program and a guy that everyone really looked to. Um, and and it wasn't just because of his plays, because of who he was and the way he treated others. And even listening to and hearing tributes from classmates um, around campus, I mean, he made an impact wherever he went um, and just was a young man that, people gravitated towards because of the way he treated others. Um, Lavelle, obviously an amazing player as well, um, but has had his own journey, uh, you know, coming back from an ACL injury. Um, the last couple of weeks, you know, I've really tried to go out of my way to, to talk to Lavelle and target him and really ask him, like, what his favorite part of each day has been, because um, I know he had been a little frustrated with some of his play, but it, you know, and then he was dealing with a concussion these last couple of weeks. And he ran up to me last week and he said, Coach, what's what's the best part of your day? You know, uh, and tried to flip the script and the narrative on me. And, um, you know, I said, you know, I, I just enjoy spending time with you guys out here today. And I said, what about you, though? And he said, Coach, it's having uh, Christopher and Jackpot, you know, the Higgins, Coach Higgins' young boys. He's like seeing them today at practice. He's like, that's the, the highlight of my day. And, uh, you know, he was extremely involved with the Higgins family, obviously. And I don't want to, you know, speak on their behalf, but. Um, you know, I got to be a Lavelle's baptism back in the day. I mean, it's just, these are young men that we were part of their lives and, and they were part of ours. And it was, you know, football is a giant family. Um, and truly these young men made such an impact on all of our lives. And Devin too, we had a special connection with his transferring in from Wisconsin and obviously we had all recruited him in high school. And I was disappointed that he went there, even though I played there. And um, you know, I was like, well, if there's two schools and there's one other school he's going to go to, I, I feel comfortable with him going there. And, and then obviously he found his way back and, um, so we had a lot of fun just chatting about his experiences there and what he learned and how he could improve, you know, at Virginia and what what the change that would make for him and maybe change the pace. and um, But his smile, I mean, he was a guy that was always smiling, always dancing, always trying to pick guys up. Um, just infectious. I mean, he scored a touchdown in our mock scrimmage. On a kickoff return, Coach Mack had those guys going, Charlie had those guys going, and they housed a kickoff return on our kickoff team, and the rest of the coaching staffs all shaking their head like, what's going on? And Devin's sliding in the end zone. He's got his arms up, his legs out. He's talking smack at halftime, talking how he's going to take another one back in the second half. I mean, just a joy to be around each day. And, uh, you know, these these three young men were great, great individuals and great role models um, and and guys that every coach – would have wanted to coach and had been lucky enough to have that pleasure to coach.
1: Charles, uh would love to hear just your perspective. Uh So Charles works at the University of Virginia and as a graduate assistant, as a younger coach, just um, right in the middle of all these players' development. And so Charles, I'd love to hear what what experiences you've had with these kids and just what this has been like for you.
7: Yeah, so to start off, I want to thank everyone uh, for their support at the University of Virginia, your Prayers and thoughts, uh, another team and staff greatly appreciated. Uh, so I uh, fortunately have a lucky viewpoint because uh, I got to work on both sides of the ball. So I got to be involved with uh, all three of these men uh, pretty closely. And you know, like Coach Meyer said, Drew said, man, they're all great, great human beings that truly be missed. Man. And uh, I was also part of Lavelle's baptism. I just remember, like back uh, back then, Coach and I was bringing out his ukulele and playing at lavelle's baptism and it was just like a party party right there and i i know we all deal with grief in uh our own type of way but it helps me get through man It's just thinking about their life as a celebration not as a, a home going but more as a celebration because i deep inside i feel like this is exactly what these guys would want you know every time i would come in, a, in the wide receiver room and see lavelle to start off meeting man he's always sitting in front He's always smiling, we'll looking up to soak up any type of knowledge you can. And not only did he make the room around him better, he actually made me better too, because I know anytime I presented to the room, man, you have to be on your P's and Q's, because LaVell is the type of person that he'll challenge you to make sure that you know exactly what you're talking about. And uh, you go back to Deshaun, man. One thing that sticks with Deshaun is just he does everything so passionate, you know, and you know exactly what you're going to get with Deshaun. He's always reliable and uh it's one thing I always talk with Drew about man anytime he asks who do you think should go on special teams at this position man the first person that always comes to mind is Deshaun Perry because you know exactly how you're going to get you're going to get a hundred percent and he was like that off the field as well and uh I shared his story with the team the other day that uh Deshaun used to ask me like coach Mac, why are you always lifting like your playing time is done and uh I used to tell him, like, just in case uh, I had to go against you in one-on-one matchup one day. And sure enough, uh, our last week of practice, we didn't have enough bodies out there. So I'm lining up that tight end. And sure enough, it's Deshaun Perry right across from me. And he looks me dead in the eye. He goes, here's your go. Here's your time right now. And we just (laughs) – it was good to share a laugh over over that. And then uh, going to Devin was a part of his recruiting process, twice—the uh, first go round and the second go round—I remember when he first came on campus. The second go round, I told him that it's uh, not going back to Carter's Mountain. He, he used that on the first official visit. And he was upset he couldn't get any more uh, uh, apple <laughs> cider and donuts at the mountain, but just to see that kid just always smiling, cut through the locker room at practice, and he's always in the middle, dead center in the middle, just dancing, having a circle. Around him, like everyone hyping him up, and he was just life of the party. So, like I said, everyone deals with their grief differently, and uh, it was definitely a traumatic experience. But uh, it's good to just think of these guys in a positive light, to think of it as a celebration and the amount of joy that these guys brought to these coaches' lives, their teammates' lives, and support staff lives. I means definitely, truly going to be missed.
1: So, mm. I, I appreciate the perspective and and bring. Uh, some vibrancy to the impact they've had on all of us. It, it's, uh, it's really easy for me to feel sad. Um, but I, I love, and I kind of feel bad sometimes about thinking about the fun things, because I might smile or chuckle about something they've done. And then I, I feel bad because I'm supposed to be sad. And, and so I, I don't know the time frame on how that, you know, how that works or how it's appropriate. But it felt good just to smile when you're telling those stories. Matthew Edwards, we'll, we'll shift to you.
8: Awesome. Um, thanks so much. Excited to kind of be a part of this and it's helpful for me um, and hopefully this can be helpful for others to, to learn a little bit more about their lives. Um, you know, Lavelle, um, you know, is, holds a, a special place in in our family's life. Uh, my grandpa's name Lavelle, my son's middle name is Lavelle after my grandpa. And, and he knows that. And, you know, we, he feels pride in the name Lavelle. And then when I, I told him that we had a player named Lavelle that was new his freshman year, um, he looked at me and said, Oh, well, he's part of the Lavelle family. And, you know, ever ever since that moment had always, you know, really liked Lavelle and whenever he would come to practice, um, you know, when Luke was three feet tall, he'd go stand to Lavelle. He's, six, seven, um, you know, probably even taller. And just the dichotomy and who, how different these people were, but Lavelle always made him feel special and really went out of his way. When I told Lavelle that, you know, Luke had said he was part of the Lavelle family that that meant a lot to him. It wasn't just, Oh, that's, you know, kind of a a fun thing. It was something that, you know, he, he really cared about the people that he was around, um, you know, he was somebody that was always, you know, looking out for people, especially the people that are maybe overlooked. You know, it's it's easy for people to care about, you know, people who might be considered important, you know, the head coach or their position coach or other coaches, but he was someone who always looked out for kids that would come to practice or, you know, the equipment trainers and the managers and, and people who are, you know, maybe not quite as important to the world but we're important to him and he always made people feel important and that was one thing that you know I, I really loved about him and um, you know he, he really meant a lot to our family and, and especially our, our son because of that and um, you know Deshaun um, similar interactions with him in that he was you know quiet on the field I think either Nick or Kelly brought that up um, and was a, a different person on the field than when he was off the field. Um, at first I, you know, he just saw him on the field and didn't know exactly how he'd be if I, I talked to him off the field, but you know, any interaction I had with him was someone that always brought joy to people and, and found interest in whatever was being talked about. And that's something that I really appreciate really appreciated about Deshaun. Um, and just, um, you know, really special people and, you know, really happy to run um, across their paths while I was there.
1: What, what, one of the things that uh, has been really um, unique for me is to watch. Um, so my wife's name is Holly and I'm um, being a head coach's wife. You're she sees it all um, from the assistant coaches and their families to all the players and their challenges. And I'm, I'm interested from Nick and Kelly and and Garrett and Marky, how, uh, how this has impacted, um, your spouses and, and, and your kids, uh, as you've been going through this and what messaging and how are you handling that? Yeah,
3: real, real quick. Uh, you know, I woke up in the morning early to that message from Garrett and, uh, woke Brooke up and told her and, you know, it was rough and, uh, you know, I went to work because we have these kids here to go to work for. But that was a rough day. Um, the Charlottesville community. You know, we live here in Nashville, but the Charlottesville community has been amazing to to my wife and my kids, and the outpouring of like, you know, Crozet and the Charlottesville Second, and just all their friends and teams and coaches' wives has been. It's been. I mean, just they've all been there, you know. Um, my, my my two girls wore their Virginia gear to school today, you know. I, I saw them go to high school today, and they went, and then, you know, we, t- we had to tell Dakota on a P-Day, he's on his mission, and it, it was tough, and he was hurt, and he knows these kids, you know, just going on what, and that said, Lavelle was like such a kind kid to all the coaches' families. Lavelle was, you know, just a leader and kind of a magnet to the kids. I you know, we spent a lot of times in that indoor there, everybody with their kids. And you guys know Lavelle like lived in there with the Meek and those guys on the Jugs machine. But I just how many times we were in there throwing a baseball or kicking a soccer ball and Lavelle would just be in there and should be stop and really care about about the kids so it's been tough man like little zion like you know he loves football and he, he looks up at these kids like idols and it's hard for them to understand but just the reaching out of everybody in charlottesville and croze and our our, our our friends our family it's, it's been amazing and a blessing to see all those people rally around each other and Really, the coach's wives, you know, um, Lauren and, and Brooke have they been able to talk. I just know that's been super hard on the Hagens family, and won't won't get easy. But just those relationships, like Marky said, they, they they don't go away.
4: Yeah, I was. It, oh, go ahead, Coach.
1: No, I was just gonna say, uh, Garrett. I know that um, your son Carson had a special relationship. Uh, so I'd love for to hear about that uh, I was uh so
4: Carson uh has his, his day where he can talk to us on Mondays and so he's seven hours he's seven hours ahead so it's 11 o'clock Sunday night and rampant text messages shelter in place and and uh I'm on we're on the phone with him and talking to him and and Cammie looks at me you know we're Cammy and my my middle daughter Summer she's laying in our bed as we're listening to police scanners and it's just total chaos and can't believe what's going on. And, and uh, Cammy looks at me and she's like, Hey, should we tell Carson? And I go, we don't have all the facts. I don't want him worrying about it. And, and so we just went along with the conversation and about seven 30 in the morning, he, he shoots me a, a, a DM message and he's like, dad, are you okay? I'm like, yeah, buddy, I'm, I'm fine. Why? What's going on? He's like, dad, I talked to Josh Williams call our athletic director's son. I know what's going on. Are you okay? And I was like, no, son, I'm not. It's it's pretty brutal. And so he said he was going to call us, and he called us right in the middle of a team meeting. And I looked at my phone. I looked at his face, and I just lost it. And I handed the phone to my wife. And I was like, I can't. i got to be here for, for our team. i got to be down here. And so she went down, and she was talking to him. And about 30 minutes later, she looks at me, and she's like, get your butt over here. Your son needs you. So uh, I went down there, and he started telling me about the last 18 months he's been in Crozet in Charlottesville. Almost every night, lavelle has been meeting him to get him on the judge machine, teaching him how to catch a ball, teaching him the right way. And he's like, Dad, those catches I got over my shoulder on Friday nights, that's because of Lavelle." And I, I didn't know that. I just I knew my son was down there and I knew he was training. And I, you know, I know Coach Howell's got him on some crazy tackling drill on the popsicle sled. And I had no idea he's in there with Lavelle. Lavelle goes down and, and, and is cheering him on and mot- motivating him while he's going to hit PRs and power clean and squat at a local gym down in the And having no idea he's telling me all these great stories about his relationship with Lavelle. And it's like Nick said, man, our, our kids grow up and they see these guys and they look up to them and they and they they're like idols. And the fact that they take the time out of their day, their school, their demands from us, and and, and to teach our kids their craft to pass it on. Every time Carson catches a ball from this day forward, he's gonna remember Lavelle. He's gonna remember Lavelle. You know, and, and uh it just I just can't reiterate. How fortunate I've been, right, to be a part of this, and and we all talk about the service of it, but really the greatest gift you can give anybody is something they can't repay you for, and my family and I will never be able to repay Lavelle for what he did, and just building that confidence and courage in my son. Thank,
1: thank you. Um, so. Uh... Justin Anderson is, uh, was our director of player personnel, and he's currently at, at Brigham Young University and just joined us. And so Justin, um, we'd love to hear what this experience has been like for you and your family and and any relationships and stories that you might want to share. Yeah, it's, um, you know, I haven't heard,
9: I. I'm, Unfortunately, I just got to have another meeting, but, uh, probably like most of you is, um, I woke up Saturday morning, so Monday morning to a bunch of texts and, um, just shocked. And, um, I think when, you know, when you find out the details and you know, the people involved it, it hits in a different, um, manner and, um, I remember telling my kids, my two boys, um, you know, I guess me, me being a receiver, they're partial to the receiver group a little bit, but um, they always loved Lavelle. You know, he's a larger than life kind of guy anyways, as it is, but um, um, they were sad. And, um, you know, for us, the gospel of Jesus Christ gives us hope. And we've talked a lot about that. And my kids have talked a lot about um, each of these guys and and what we can do to honor honor them. And um, I think I said this on on to some of you coaches, but I, I believe the way you honor people is is the way you live your life. And those guys were amazing human beings. They made the place better because they were there. And and I think the way that each of us can honor them is to make our situations, the people around us, that they can know that they're loved and we can make the world a better place because of them. Uh, I was thinking about Lavelle and uh, I remember the first, you know, I kind of, I, I feel like I helped find Lavelle um, on film. I remember we were watching film one time and everyone was telling me, this dude can't play receiver. I'm like, this guy's going to be a beast, you know? And, um, you know, when he came on his visit, I remember sitting, we were at Kane's, um, in Charlottesville and, uh, and we were talking and, um, man, he was so hungry to be like a great athlete. Like he wanted to be like this, you know, he'd, I think he'd met with you at the time coach and the idea of earn, not give I mean, he was eating that stuff up. He's like, Oh, this is going to be awesome. You know? And he had, he had this, this desire to be, to be the best. And, um, you know, I just remember going in the weight room, um, in the when he was hurt with his ACL that year after his freshman year, and and um, Nate, the strength one of the strength coaches, they had those guys and they were working out for this gold necklace that they could wear if they had the best, you know, workout of the day or whatever it was, and and Lavelle seemed to be wearing it quite a bit, but I actually enjoyed going down there with those guys because of the excitement that those guys had for it, but his competitive nature. Um, to be great was there. And, um, yeah, it was cool to see. And I just remember I can think of some of the conversations I had with him in my time at UVA. I guess I had a special place for him because I felt like I found him. You know, he's that diamond in the rough guy you guys mentioned. Um, And he was just such a, a pleasant guy to be around. And um, for me, I'm such a short guy. It was fun to hug him because he was feel like, you know, I felt like I a- was... <laughs> giant of a person. Um, so yeah, I just, you know, and I think of Deshaun and I think of his resilience is what I think of when I think of Deshaun. Um, you know, every time I'd go in the wake, weight room, he was always just so hungry. And, um, he always worked so hard regardless of where he was at on the depth chart or what he might've wanted. He never, I never saw like a change in his behavior and um, I always appreciated that from Deshaun and um, you know I Marky put that rap on the other night and it actually made me smile a little bit as I I saw him and I saw his personality and I just I can remember that video all those years ago and how much uh, you know he enjoyed that and how much his teammates enjoyed that and how you could see the kind of like he was the center of attention at that moment after Marky kind of did his rap, you know, there was Deshaun, the Sean and the guys were, were losing their minds. And I just think that he, he had a unique way of, of making people uh, feel loved. And then, um, you know, Devin, uh, I remember kind of coach, I think you'd mentioned this at some point, but, you know, we recruited him and, and he chose to, to go somewhere else. And I remember when he got in the portal, how excited I was, it was like, Oh man, I remember telling Coach Hagen's, like we got to get this guy back here, man. He's he's the right fit. He's an amazing player, and um, he had a he had a smile that was pretty infectious. You know, he seemed to be quite quiet initially. You know, when we first met him, but he had such a, a contagious smile. And um, you know, with Mike, I guess you know if you guys tease me, but I'm basically from from Louisiana. I mean, I'm an adopted child from down there. And, um, coach, I, I, you probably remember this. We went to see Mike. This is the story about the Canes where, you know, we went to go watch Mike play in Louisiana. I think Marky had something and I got to go out on the road and recruit. And I remember going to watch Mike at his, his game. And, um, you know, Mike was, it was a unique kid. He was a hard worker. And, um, his mom was always super, uh, positive. And, um, you know, I guess I'm Mike's kind of like one of those guys you get attached to because of where he's from for me. And, and, um, Mike always worked hard. And, uh, I remember from the ter- first time he got there, I always believed he had such a, a bright future ahead of him, just like those other guys. And, um, I was always partial to him and, and wanted him to succeed at UVA so bad because, you know, he was one of those Louisiana kids that had, had come up there with us. And, um, I'm just, I think for me, like when you think of these moments and I see you guys, memories are important. Money and uh, fame, those things go up and down. They pass over time. But the one thing you'll always take uh, with you are the memories. And um, I'm grateful that I have positive memories of those guys. Like, um, I've lost my two oldest siblings and I don't ever think of them in a sad way. Like... When I think of Lavelle and Deshaun and, and Devin, I don't have a, a negative thought. Like I think of smiles, I can see, like I, can see, see, like I said, see Lavelle. And uh, I'm grateful for that. I'm grateful that uh, God allows us to, to keep those things with us. Um, and I, I think for me, I just hope that I can honor them through um, how I live and uh, making sure that young people I'm around know that they're loved and um, that the people around me know that they're loved. So, um, yeah, I'm uh, I'm grateful I had time with those guys individually. And um, I guess the Lord puts us in places so that we can uh, have those experiences. And I'm, I'm just grateful for the chance I had to be there at uh, UVA with them over time and um, that they brought light to my life.
1: Thanks, Justin. I just saw some of uh, uh, Kelly's girls in the in the screen, and it made me think of Coach Atawaya. Coach Atawaya has a couple kids that um, in Virginia. I had thirty acres and horses, and and the, the players had come out to ride. And Coach Otawaya's, uh two youngest kids are Perry and Patti, and they they were out at our place with cowboy hats and boots on, and one seems to keep wearing them no matter where he goes. He's wearing them <laughs> in, up yep, and and right that's- now.
5: That's the influence you've had, boss. So but,
1: so you know, how, um, what has it been like in terms of, Marky, when you're talking with your family and trying to to help your kids understand all this?
5: Yeah, you know, since Sunday, you know, they they saw, they've seen how, how you know, devastated I've been, the struggle. And uh, when they found out, you know, and especially Mike, because Mike has been in our home a lot. Yeah, and uh, so you know they they were concerned. We we didn't know it was touch and go at that time. We didn't know whether he was gonna. You know, w- first of all, we didn't know if, if he was still alive, and then when we knew that he was alive, we were we didn't know if he was gonna make it. And so we, we I mean, uh, his name, and also uh, you know Lavelle and, and and Devin and and Deshaun and their family. You know their collective families that they've been in our prayers ever since Sunday. You know, and, and and it's it's not a common, not an uncommon thing to hear those names uh, every night, and every morning, when, when when we're when we're praying. This is the other thing too, though, that that has been lost in this is, uh, I have been in constant contact with Nusi Malani, who's on our team, uh, Wayne Taulapapa, who plays for our rival. And uh, and Bobby Haskins, who's down over there in, in at SC, and we we've been constantly communicating because again they feel just like us. They want to be connected. They want to yeah. be. They they want to find a way to 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 to, to 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 share these these express these feelings with people that understand. It, it was mentioned earlier, with people that understand who these young men are, the things that we've gone through together as a as a team and and you know they they want to express that with somebody so it it's been a healing in that in that regard I you know I haven't been in contact with anybody east coast but all the west coast guys that have been with us you know those guys are, you know we've been in constant contact since Sunday, since Sunday and and it and it's been a beautiful thing to talk to discuss to express our feelings about the young men that have passed and then also with Mike and and uh Hard things together, that's real, that's real because everybody in the outside world judges us from the the outcome, the triumphs or or the failures but none of them understand the daily grind, the, the, the journey, the things that we do on an everyday basis to build those relationships. Hence the reason why we're we're four guys that are away from everybody on the West Coast, and we 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 crave we crave to be with everybody over there in Charlottesville, to be with y'all. I mean, if we didn't have a game real talk, we'd be over there at the memorial. If if we if we weren't working, I, I I'm I'm telling you the truth, all of us would have been over there. So just know, all of you guys that are in Charlottesville, just understand, but we. we we struggling. We feel the same pain that y'all feeling too. Because we've been in those difficult situations. We've done the we've we've done those things together. And and again, I, I appreciate this this form, boss. And I'm hoping that the that, that coaches understand everybody that, that's listening to this podcast understand. And right, you can choose what kind of coach you're gonna be you can be that one that just treats it like a business or the ones that put their heart out there and and really build these relationships with these young men. And that's who we are. And that's how we've been taught and that's how we're going to continue to be.
1: Thank you, boss. Thank thanks Marky. Kelly, um any any last any last messages for um for anyone that's listening or uh, anything else you want to say?
2: Uh, Yeah, I'm going to share a text message somebody sent me. If I can get through it. Uh, Okay, it says, The relationships we have built and the influences for good on these guys is what matters. We sacrifice the things we do because we love them dearly. I know there is balance, and I promise we'll find that again. Just remember, that these boys love you and they love, your, and love our family. They appreciate all you did and continue to do for them. They love us because they know how much we love them and care for them. They know that because you are always there for them, even if that means lost sleep and long days at the office. And so I think ultimately that's what, you know, coaching is, is we sacrifice a lot, you know, even our families. But ultimately, it's to help these kids hopefully learn and grow in life. And, and uh, hopefully they feel that. Uh, and, uh, you know, I think they do. I think they know that we genuinely care for them and appreciate them. And that's why I think they care and appreciate us, you know. And, uh, you know, I know that just from messages I've got from Sean's mom, I know she uh, appreciated all of us, not just me, but all of us. And uh, just the messages she sent me throughout the week of how much she loves Coach Hagens, she loves you, Coach, she loves just our whole staff and all we did. Um, that's brought that's brought peace to me. And, uh, yeah, it might be hard at times for how much we're away from our families, but it uh, there's it's worth it.
1: I don't think that there's a more fitting way to close the podcast than that message. For those that are listening, um, I've been really lucky. Um, I, I work with my friends, my closest friends, and those are the ones on the screen. And besides them and my, my family, my wife and kids, there's not time for anything else. And I've been lucky to be surrounded by great men. Hopefully everyone listening is, uh, has sensed that. got a feeling for that and um we're grateful for your time and for all you guys on the screen we'll we'll cross paths somewhere and appreciate you being here tonight good night everybody
2: love y'all see you boys thanks guys we'll see you love
9: you guys
6: love you guys